and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for insight, tips and discussion on the English top four football leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thank you for tuning in. We're back after a very busy Easter weekend and uh, it's a full fixture list in all the divisions this weekend. So we've got Premier League for you, we've got Championship, League One and League Two and we'll follow that up with the usual Bombproof trebles, then a little fancy football recap because there is some big news. I have broken into the top 40. <laughs> yeah, uh, promises to be a full show. Uh, and there's a very, very, very interesting game to get us started off with, isn't there? There is. Uh, so without any further ado, we'll go straight into the Prem. We're going to go through every game again this weekend, as we usually do. Everton versus Liverpool. Saturday, 12.30, Everton 15-4, the draw 16-5, and Liverpool 8-13. Who's going to win the Merseyside derby, Mr Walker? Liverpool, done. <laughs> Move on. No, I'm kidding. Um, obviously, they've got this big game against City in the Champions League. We're recording this on a Tuesday night. Uh, they play on the Wednesday. That mm. may bear fruit, but I'm going off how bad Everton have been recently oh, yeah. to be honest terrible yeah really poor um mass exodus even though city they would have beaten anyone wouldn't they playing like that but everton didn't even try and lay a glove on them uh so yeah eight to 13 comfortable liverpool win for me yeah completely agree wasn't easy for liverpool last weekend against palace they rode the look a little bit at times with ben teke could actually finish his dinner. The result could have been very different, but um, got the job done in the end, thanks to Salah. But yeah, 8-13 yeah. for me is a, is a decent price for Liverpool. Yeah, it's a decent price. And Everton, they feel in a bit of... Uh, they feel a bit beachy. And when I say that, I feel, I, I feel like the club is waiting for the summer to make managerial decisions. Mm. I think the players know they're safe, but they're not going to get Europa. They know the manager's probably not going to be there in the summer, so they're not trying to impress him. Yeah, it's just a very up-in-the-air limbo time, so I think you're going to see Everton have a really poor end to the season. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, for you, Allardyce to go? Yeah, Allardyce to go a million percent. We said, didn't we, when he was uh, taken on, we said that this was something that should be a short-term appointment uh, we were surprised he, he even got the job in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, to be fair, he's done his job. Um, they were hovering around the bottom three when he came in. They're now in ninth. You know, not going to go down. They're at forty points. He's he's done what he was brought in to do. But I think that is uh, that's all he's going to get. I think it's not going to go any further than this season. We'll see what the future holds for Everton. But for that game, I think me and Tom are both in agreement that. Liverpool will win 8-13. to 13. Absolutely. Uh, we'll move on to the 3 o'clocks then. Bournemouth against Palace is the first one. Bournemouth you can get at 6-4. to four. The draw, 11-5. to five. And Palace, 15-8. to eight. I've got this one down as a, a score draw. I don't know about yourself. Likewise. Exactly the same. Palace have struggled, haven't they, recently? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's just one win in the last 10. Um, came away a crucial win away at Huddersfield. Uh, just two two draws in there as well. But their problem's going forward, isn't it? It, is. it really is. Yeah, they're, they're crying out for a prolific or at least a semi-prolific striker because Zaha can't do everything on his own. No. Someone who is capable of putting some uh, putting some goals away, but... It, it's honestly a huge concern for them. They brought in Sorloth. Uh, he's not really been trusted. No. Um, top scorers, you're looking at Milivojevic, nine goals this season. Uh, Bakary Sacco, six goals, injured. A winger who was playing as a striker. Yeah. MacArthur, five. Wilfred Zaha, four. Still not enough, um, even though he's an obvious threat. Still not convinced by Zaha. Four goals to two assists, not enough. Benteke to say Benteke scored the same amount as Tomkins. Jesus uh, Christ! Two, 
and Josh Townsend to Van Arnholt to, and then you have Scott Dan, Loftus Cheek, Mamadou Saka all on one, and that's it. That's all their goals. Yeah, that's so. Uh, it's obvious. Shocking. It's obvious where the where the problem lies there. <laughs> that's uh, that's going forward, but. Having Zaha back is a massive boost for them. They have had injury problems recently. He's a difference maker. When you're in a relegation fight like Palace are, you're kind of looking for those players who can give you a bit of an inspiration, have got that X factor, and they have that that guy in Zaha. But I agree, he doesn't contribute enough on the goals front. He needs to improve that. But I think they will be safe this season, and I think they'll get a draw out of this, this game. Yeah, the draw 11-5. to Let's talk about the home side just quickly. Um, I think Zaha will have a field day against the full-backs. Um, we spoke before that Bournemouth, as much as we like some of their players and we like the fact that they're a small team doing exceptionally well, they rely still on people like Charlie Daniels, Simon Francis, Adam Smith. These players that have been there for a long time that are very capable, but coming up against the next quality player like Zaha, I think they're going to have big problems. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I think Zaha will probably give Simon Francis the absolute runaround. That would be just complete and utter murder <laughs> if that match if that matchup came, um, came up. But yeah, Bournemouth always good for a goal at both ends. So yeah, score draw for me. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll go on to a very, very important game in the relegation battle then it's Brighton against Huddersfield. Brighton are the favourites at four to five, the draw twelve to five, and Huddersfield fifteen to four outsiders. Now we're saying this every week. Huddersfield have got these must win games, yet they're just not turning up. We predicted it last weekend. We said Newcastle would beat Huddersfield. Um, we we're absolutely spot on. They didn't offer anything at all. And I'm just surprised and a bit disappointed, really, because they're showing a lack of fight, a lack of attacking intent, and the way they're going, because they've got the toughest run of fixtures in the last four games, they're just going to go down with a whimper, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, they're gone for me. Um, I know that's probably people thinking I'm you know, making a knee-jerk reaction, but for me, they're gone. I'd agree. Didn't... Didn't do enough in the uh, big games towards the towards the end of the uh, season. Yes, they've got a three-point gap, but that that's nothing in this league, is it? Fourth worst defence in the Premier League. 25 goals is the joint least in the league with Swansea and West Brom. And they've drew a blank in 10 of their 12 away games. So how are you supposed to back them? It's not good enough at all. Um, and we're saying, you said it last week on the podcast, their season, if we're being realistic, finishes after the 14th of April. Brighton this weekend, Watford next weekend, then after that, Chelsea, Everton, Man City, Arsenal. And Everton, you know, they could get something there, but three points between now and the end of the season, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. No. no, it's not enough. And, um, you know, they may turn up on the final game of the season if there's anything even to play for against a soft Arsenal team. But apart from that, they're going to be in huge, huge trouble. Yeah, I, I think they're gone. And saying that, Brighton, on the other hand, just as you think they're going to be nice and safe, They've uh, thrown a bit of a wobbly, haven't they? They're, they're six points clear. <laughs> so you'd imagine they'd be okay. They're on 34 points. Win this, and it will be a huge step towards safety. Yeah. But just as you think, they're uh, they're on the, the right path. They've lost three in a row, all 2-0. Everton, United, Leicester. So relatively hard opposition. But um, very hard to be really convinced by Brighton right now. Yeah, and again, we say Huddersfield have got a, bat, a tough run in. Um, Brighton is very, very similar, actually. Tottenham, Burnley, Man United, Liverpool. That's their last four games. So <laughs> it is not easy whatsoever. Um, they'll be looking at this game against Huddersfield as a must-win. 
I think they will win it. And again, next weekend, they've got Palace away. So four points from those two games. What takes them to 38? And I think that will be enough. I think that will be just enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brighton again, you know, they, they've got a poor record against the top top teams in the league. They haven't haven't really what, done what Huddersfield have done to United or anything like that by, you know, beating one of the top teams. Um, but yeah, for me, this game, I would edge for Brighton. I like four to five, but I'm just not 100% convinced by them. Um, they are playing Huddersfield, as we mentioned. Probably the best opposition to play at home, apart from West Brom in the league. Yeah, I'd go Brighton here, definitely. Uh, we're going to move on though anyway, shall we, to Leicester against Newcastle. You can get Leicester at 10 to 11, the draw 23 to 10, and Newcastle at 16 to 5. Again, I've got this one as a draw. Don't know about yourself. Yeah, um, normally Leicester at home is, unless they're playing one of the big boys, I always like to bet on Leicester at home. Yeah. Um, but Newcastle have been very good, haven't they, recently? They have. Um, they've lost just one in seven games. Um, that was to Liverpool as well at Anfield, so no disgrace there. Um, and they're coming to this game. You know, Leicester are favourites, rightfully so. But Newcastle have been solid. And, yeah, you, you don't see Leicester blowing Newcastle away, do you? No. No, not at all. And if you're looking at the table, they're eight points away from Leicester. And just and seven points away from the relegation zone, so they're literally right in the middle there. You would think, with the season Newcastle have had and the season Leicester have had, particularly in the second half of the year, you'd imagine Leicester are far and away um, from Newcastle in the table in terms of points. But you know, it's not that far. Not that far at all. And uh, Newcastle three clean sheets in the last five games. Uh, the Bravka was a gigantic signing for Newcastle yeah looks a really good keeper the whole team the whole stadium everyone just feels a lot more confident a lot more settled uh Elliot and uh Darlow between them two championship goalies just striking fear uh, amongst their teammates the fans the Bravkas come in safe bare hands yeah I think Newcastle a lot more solid now uh, with his addition, and uh, yeah, I don't expect them to be bowled over. I would like to uh, tip draw as well as you, twenty-three to ten. Yep, completely agree with everything you said. Um, we'll move on then. Stoke against Spurs, seventeen to two for Stoke. The draw, seventeen to four, and Spurs three to ten. Spurs for me, three to ten. Not the best price, but. Why would you not after last weekend's impressive 3-1 win away at Chelsea? Absolutely. Played them off the park, didn't they? Yeah. Chelsea were a complete shadow. After a promising start under Paul Lambert, too many draws, not enough wins. Stoker in giant trouble, huge trouble. I agree. One win in 14, a home game against Huddersfield. We just highlighted how poor Huddersfield are on the road. And yeah, I think uh, Stoke are in, are in huge trouble. Fate's in their own hands. They're playing some teams in and around them. But one win in 14 across two managers. <laughs> Writing's on the wall. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on what Shakiri said about his teammates as well last weekend. So if anyone's not heard it, this is what he said about Stoke and, and his teammates. He said, The feeling that even a Ronaldinho could do little in this team is sobering. Here at Stoke, I cannot exert too much influence simply because there is a lack of quality around me. Now, if you're fighting relegation and you're the man, you're Paul Lambert, you're hearing one of your players say that to the media. If you're Shakiri's teammates and he's saying that about you, that is not helping the situation whatsoever. Even though, you know, it might be true. They're poor. But you just can't say that out in public. It's true. It's true. <laughs> if Stoke go down, even if they don't, Shakiri's going to get a move. He's yeah. a really good little player. Yeah. However, 
you do not say that out in the media. You keep that to yourself. You tell your agent at the end of the season, you know, <laughs> I feel stunted. I feel like I can do more. Get me a move. Yeah. That's how you go about it. And you just give your all for Stoke till the end of the season, knowing that you want to leave. But also, on the flip side, they're the fourth lowest scorers in the league. He's top scorer with seven, which is respectable for sure. But um, you know, I think maybe if he was up in the up in the teens, then maybe uh, that comment would be a bit more justified. Yeah, I agree. It's not helping either way. Um, thoroughly expect Spurs to win this one, three to ten. Not the greatest odds, though. We'll move on to Vicarage Road. Watford against Burnley. Then Watford are five to four. The draw eleven to five, and Burnley are twenty three to ten. Now, Mr. Walker, this is a, a tough one to call. What's impressed me actually recently about Burnley is that they've been ruthless. They punished West Ham when the Olympic Stadium got toxic a few weeks ago when they won three nil. They beat West Brom last weekend whilst they were down, um, and this is despite not really having anything to play for. So that's impressed me. On the other hand, Watford. Their home form since Gracia took over has been really good. No defeats. Wins against Chelsea, West Brom and Everton. I don't want to fence it too much, but I'm thinking draw again for this one. Burnley for me. Burnley? Burnley. Yeah, Burnley for me. You're right, Watford have been good um, at home. But I don't think they've been that good. And I think Burnley have been very impressive recently. Trust me. I, I'm not going to say, you know, I don't know Sean Dyche personally or anything like that, but five points off Arsenal, he's going to breathe down their neck the whole way yeah. till the end of the season. And they've got some very winnable games. They've got Watford, Stoke, Brighton, Bournemouth. For me, I think Burnley have a lot more to play for. Their whole club, their whole mentality is hungrier than Watford. I think Watford players are probably ready for the season to end, Grassi is probably, you know, just enjoying plodding along. But I feel like Burnley have got something to fight for and 23 yeah. to 10. I would be looking down the Clarets for this one. Yeah, I can see why. Um, I'm still going to go with my original prediction of draw, but I can definitely see why you'd back Burnley to win it. Um, just imagine what could have been if Burnley hadn't have gone on that terrible run where they didn't win in, what, 10, 11 games over the Christmas to February period. Imagine where they could be now. Um, looking at their results there, you know, they drew against Brighton, Huddersfield, lost against Palace, drew against Newcastle, lost against Swansea, drew against Southampton. Now, they're all teams you'd think, yep, yeah, they'd beat them. You just wish they didn't go through that run, right? Yeah, yeah. However, however I will be, you know, Devil's advocate and kind of go down the other side of the fence. If they hadn't gone through that bad run, would Everton have gone more gung ho for Dyche? I don't know. Maybe, but um, everything happens for a reason, right? And Burnley will finish where they deserve to finish. They're, they've had a great season, regardless. Um, I really hope they pip Arsenal. I would love it more than anything. I'd love it too. Burnley versus Arsenal, 5th of May at the Emirates. Second to last game of the season. If Burnley, the win, Burnley That could have a lot riding on it. Come on, Burnley. Come but on, yeah, the Clarets. Draw for Tom. Oh, yeah, boys. Uh, speaking of up the Clarets, 23-10, to 10, I think it'll be an away win. Tom thinks 11-5. to 5. Draw. Yep. Uh, we'll move on to the final 3 o'clock for Saturday then. That's West Brom at home to Swansea. The Baggies, 29-20. to 20. Favourites, yet again. Uh, not quite sure why. The draw, 21-10. to 10, And Swansea, 2-1. to one. Slight outsiders for this one. Why are Enlighten West Brom favourites? Enlighten me. Why? Again. Why are they favourites again? No idea. No idea. They've lost 10 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> why are they favourites? I don't know. I just don't know. Um, they finally sacked Pardew, which is a step in the right direction, but it's a step which has come way, way too late. But it's not going to make any difference. Darren Moore, 
is the caretaker manager between now and the end of the season. They're 10 points away from safety. Palace in 17th place on 30 points. West Brom just on 20 points. It can't be done. I think they'll lose again, actually, this weekend to Swansea. I just think there's too much wrong with this club. Way too much wrong for me. Too late in the day. Darren Moore and his uh, press conference. I really... Kind of my heart went out to him. You know, he drew inspiration from the... uh, Great Escape in 2005, you know, the Kieran Richardson, Jeff Horsfield kind of uh, great end to the season. It's completely different this time. The whole club's turned against itself. Get a grip down. Um, management against players. The players clearly didn't respect Pardew. They didn't work for him. They didn't put anything in for him. Fans against club. Uh, fans against owner. Owner against management. No one's on the same page. And I feel sorry for someone like Darren Moore, who clearly cares about the club, has come in in an impossible job. I just hope his reputation, if he wants to get into management, isn't battered too much by this. Yeah. Um, if if he loses every game, he loses every game. It, it, it's an incredibly hard position to be in. However, saying that, if he can pull a few results from West Brom, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll keep him for next season and, yeah, I, I think with West Brom, twenty nine to twenty is just. Why on earth would you bet on them at that price? There's, there's nothing, nothing. <laughs> I, I'd nothing. want at least eight to nine to one to even be tempted. <laughs> when you're weighing up why you should and shouldn't bet on each team, there's literally nothing in the the advantages for West Brom, Colin. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um. Let's just have a little run through the odds for the managerial job. So, head of the market, Mick McCarthy, three to one. <laughs> um, what a, you just know that all the West Brom fans have just smashed their phones. <laughs> they've smashed their phones. They've punched their whatever device they're listening to us on. That's not a good start. Um, second, Michael Appleton. Third, Chris Wilder. Fourth, Nigel Pearson. Derek McInnes. Dean Smith. Michael O'Neill. Owen Coyle. Craig Shakespeare. Paul Cook. Marco Silva. Big Sam. <laughs> that is Just feeling inspired. That is an incredibly depressing list. Yeah, personally, I go Michael Appleton, ex-player. Did a decent job at Oxford. Um, you know, did well at Leicester when he took caretaker managerial charge uh, mid-season. I think he's a kind of manager who has got a bit of um, currency in the bank with the fans, being an ex-player. So I think he'd be a decent shout to take them forward. And what they need is, it's not just wholesale changes to the playing squad, but it's wholesale changes to the culture of the club really isn't it it's <laughs> it's yeah. a mess it is yeah there's a complete requirement for change at the club I'd, I, do you know what they're, on paper there are way worse teams that have been relegated than West Brom yeah they've got some players that are going to be desirable and some players that are going to get clubs again for sure um yeah, I think there's just a bit of a culture change. Um, maybe the, you know, maybe the fans expected a little bit too much, and you know, it's come as come as quite a shock. But you know, the, the club's against itself, and that's never never easy. I'd like to see Graham Potter get it because his name keeps cropping up. The Erston's does, yeah. manager, yeah, I don't yeah. even know if I pronounced that right, yeah. but he's a former player. He's former West Brom. Three and a half years he spent there. Um, I keep reading BBC Sport articles about you know his success and in Sweden and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to see him be given a go. Yeah, um, I agree. In England, let's see what he's about. Yeah, completely agree. He's literally linked, like you say, to every single managerial vacancy going. Literally every single every one. job. Um, every job. But back to the game, Swansea for you. Do you reckon they'll they'll get the win at two to one? I think this one will be a draw. If you want my, uh, if you want my honesty, I think Darren Moore will get a bit of a reaction. 
I still think West Brom are obviously, you know, they're, they're doomed, aren't they, as we mentioned. And Swansea, they, they are better at home than mm. they are away. I think a draw does absolutely nothing for West Brom. But I think Swansea would take Swansea would take the draw. I think Carvajal's going to go in, wanting to put the uh, back-to-back defeats behind him, pick up a point. I'm actually going to go Swansea win, 2-1. to one. Can't see anything that... Nothing about West Brom makes you want to back him. So, um, two to one Swansea for me, but I can see why I'd go for the draw. We'll move on then to the final game on Saturday. Biggest game of the day. The title could be decided. It's Man City versus Manchester United. City eight to eleven. The draw fourteen to five. United seven to two. If City win against their big rivals, they'll win the Premier League title. I reckon they'll do it. Can't see why not. One thing I would say uh, before you know everyone gets excited about a mega blockbuster game or anything like that, people are kind of writing and talking about Guardiola's team. I think he may rest a couple of players um, ahead of that second leg against Liverpool. Mm. The, in his press conference, he said... You know, I'm a Barcelona fan. If we can win the league at home to Real Madrid, of course, it's enticing. Of course, that's what we want. But he is a winner. He's a modern, he's a professional. He will want to win the game for the fans and, you know, just to sow the title up. But if it has to wait a week for the bigger picture and that's doing better in the Champions League, I think he will do so. However... When you think about the players that are going to come in, you're talking about players like Danilo. Uh, you're talking about Zichenko, who hasn't looked out of place at all. Nope. Um, you know, maybe you'll go as deep as someone like Yaya Torre, Gundogan. Like yeah. all these players, they're not bad players, are they? No. Uh, they're still world-class players. So I do expect City to win. But I, before betting on this game, I would just take a moment to look at the team. Bravo maybe might play. I don't know how much he's going to rest players, but uh, yeah, I would just take a quick look before people get too excited. Yeah, no, I agree. See what you're saying, but you're exactly right. You know, Kyle Walker goes out, Danilo comes in. Otamendi goes out, John Stones comes in. David Silva goes out, Bernardo Silva comes in. It's <laughs> the, the riches yeah. they've got is embarrassing. Um I don't think it's going to be a particularly entertaining game. If we're looking at the last few heads-to-heads between the sides at City, the last three have all been under 1.5 goals. So, not really entertaining, but I think City will get the job done. Yeah, well, City are only after one scoreline, aren't they? Yeah. And as, as long as it's a W in their column... I don't think they'll mind, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, before people go lumping money all over the place on City um, and getting wrapped up, I think we should uh, just take a moment just to check the team first, but uh, yeah. Um, shall we move on to yep. Sunday's games? Back to another Sunday and another boring game that will involve Arsenal and another boring game that will involve Southampton at the Emirates. Uh, 2.15 kickoff, Arsenal 8-15, to the draw 10-3, Southampton 9-2. Not going to be one uh, that's going to keep many people awake, is it? No, it's absolutely not. Um, Arsenal probably flattered slightly by the 3-0 scoreline last weekend against Stoke, but I do expect them to win again this weekend at, at odds of 8-15. Um, do you reckon Mark Hughes is going to get two teams relegated in one season? God, that's that's going to be a shocking CV, isn't it? No, I don't actually. I, I think they'll be okay. Um, I think I'm very, very strongly feeling that it's going to be obviously West Brom, uh, Stoke and Huddersfield, I think, are going to be the teams. I think Southampton, they do have quality. It's just unlocking it. Yeah. Um, and Hughes, is, you know, he's not been in there two minutes. It's his first league game. They've got a very tough run in, I will say that. Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester, 
uh, Chelsea semi-final, uh, then Bournemouth, Everton, City. So it's not easy, uh, but there's a, a smattering of winnable games there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'll do just enough. Yeah, I agree. Arsenal to win, though, for you this weekend. Yeah, could not care less about gambling on it. But yeah, Arsenal to win. Yeah, me too. Finally then, Sunday, 4.30. It's Chelsea at home to West Ham. Chelsea are very... Sh- Is it me? Or are they very, very short for this? 1-4. to four. Um, The draw, 9-2. to two, And West Ham, 11-1. to one. Now, obviously, West Ham haven't been great recently, aside from the 3-0 against Southampton last weekend. But Chelsea have been so, so poor. Um, they, they don't justify 1-4. to four. No, I, In all competitions, which does include a double header against Barcelona, I will give them that. They've won one in seven. And that was a 2-1 win over Crystal Palace, which I remember watching the game was relatively comfortable. But Palace did have chances. Um, and 1-4. to four, Worst price of the weekend. Yeah, that's rip. that's even worse than twenty nine to twenty West Brom. Yeah, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Um, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> no, I don't even know what to suggest for this game. To be honest, I don't know which way it's going to go. But one thing I can advise is do not back Chelsea at one to four. Oh God, no! Don't even watch the game. It was <laughs> don't even bother. It will be a dreadful game. Move on. Super Sunday is going to be awful. This is a great time to get some decorating done. Because <laughs> it's going to be bloody awful. It literally, Saturday afternoon, 5.30, Man City will probably win the Premier League. That's it then. You don't need to even bother. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Match of the day two figures are going to be maybe 15 people. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's move on to the championship. Um, full fixture list. There's quite a few, well, I say quite a few. There's a handful of Friday and Saturday early kickoffs, um, aside from the usual three o'clocks. So, do you want to go straight ahead and pick me out one that you like the look of um, from the Championship this weekend? We're going to start off with a team that I have not tipped, I don't think, since the start of the Football Betting Podcast in February 2017. Okay. Um, I'm going to tip Birmingham City. Yeah. Um, They've won three in a row. They've just come off the back of a 1-0 win away at Bolton. Uh, They had 10 men for about 25 minutes as well. Uh, uh, They beat Hull 3-0 at home. They beat Ipswich 1-0 at home. They beat Bolton 1-0 away. So three clean sheets. And they're playing a Burton team that Unfortunately, they look they look pretty doomed. One win in 15 games. It's looking pretty ominous for them, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Birmingham are very tight. It's 8-11, to 11, but I do expect them to win. I would agree. Gary Monk's done a great job since he's come into Birmingham. He's really stopped the rot, doing exactly what he needs to do. And I do expect them to be safe now. Five points between themselves in 21st and Barnsley in 22nd. So... Barnsley do have a game in hand, but I, I do think Birmingham will do the job and stay up. Uh, for me, I'm going to stab Nottingham Forest in the back. They're away at Middlesbrough this weekend. Uh, Middlesbrough are 3-5 to five to get the victory, so it's not the best price, to be honest, but I do think they'll win. Forest are having a real problem hitting the back of the net. I was full of optimism last week on the podcast with the two games over the Easter period. One was postponed. The other one, you were quite rightly said that we'd get done in by Millwall, which we did. Four games without scoring a goal. Karanka is kind of experimenting a little bit with personnel now, um, seeing who he wants to keep for next season, who he doesn't. So because we don't have anything to play for, we're not in danger of going down. With the the likely changes in, in the starting eleven, I think... Middlesbrough will take advantage when you consider that they're chasing a playoff spot. Ex Forest boys Bamford and Asombolonga will probably want to get on the score sheet as well. Yeah, Bamford, Asombolonga, it's, it's not looking good for Forest. And you're right, you know, out of nowhere, 
Barry Mackay returns to the fold yeah. out of nowhere. Velios starts up front. It's, uh, yeah, Karanka, you know, fair play to him. We're in that kind of period of season where, you know, everyone's kind of just plodding along. We're, we're done enough to stay up and we're not anywhere near the playoffs. So why not rotate and have a look, see what's on offer? And Middlesbrough couldn't be any different. Uh, they're clinging on to that last playoff spot as it stands. Um, Bristol City, Millwall, Sheffield United, uh, one point off them. Preston, three points off them. Um, I think you can go down to 10th, uh, Preston, for that playoff spot. So, yeah. huge game for them, a huge opportunity to get a win. Yeah. Any more you'd like the look of? Yes. Um, although, you know, one of the teams that I just mentioned, actually, in that playoff pack, uh, they have actually only won one in their last six games. Um, it's Sheffield United. They came so close to beating Cardiff um, on Easter Monday. Cardiff, in typical worn-up fashion, in the 90th minute equaliser uh, at Bramall Lane. They're away at Barnsley, and Tom touched that Barnsley were really struggling, uh, find themselves in the bottom three, five points adrift of Birmingham. Um, and Sheffield United come in there, Playoff dreams alive. The Premier League dream is alive, and this is the kind of game they have to win. Eleven to eight again, not a great price, but I do expect them to get the victory. Yeah, I agree. They they should, they really should. But it's just been very disappointing, hasn't it? The second half of the season for Sheffield United, they had the momentum in the first half of the season after they won League One, straight up into the champ, absolutely smashing it in the top three for months and months. But since Christmas, it's just kind of gone a bit flat and gone a bit downhill now. They find themselves in ninth. Um, I don't personally think they'll make the playoffs. No, they won't. I, I really don't think they'll make it. The only thing that I would say is it's just a bit of a reality check. That's all. They've yeah. had an unbelievable season. They got promoted last year. Yeah. It's their first season back and they're... You know, they could end up, you know, realistically, you can say they could end up in the Premier League next year. You know, they're one point off the playoffs. Yeah. I just yeah. think the second season, the second part of the season was a little bit more of a reality check, you know. With all due respect, if you're going for the Premier League and you bring in Clayton Donaldson in January, that speaks volumes for me. Yeah. I'm not happy with any team which would get to the Premier League with a strike force of Leon Clark, Billy Sharp and Clayton Donaldson. Yeah, um, <laughs> Chris Wilder is performing some kind of witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I guess the thing is, isn't it, you come up, you do so well at the start of the season, expectation levels get raised and then you suddenly find yourself in a place where you're disappointed to finish ninth. When actually, if someone said to you at the start of the season you'll finish ninth next season, first season back in the champ, you'd probably snap the hand off. Yeah, you would. Just the way it is. But um, the, with regards to this game, they should have enough to beat Barnsley. I'm going to look towards another side, which is just above Sheffield United in the table and chasing the playoffs. That's Millwall. Like I said before, you rightly predicted that they'll beat Forest last weekend. Um, they host Bristol City this weekend and they're at odds of 6-5. to five. Now Bristol are another side who absolutely smashed it middle of the season when they went on that great Carabao Cup run. It's kind of derailed them a little bit. They now find themselves level on points and level on goal difference with Millwall. Uh, Bristol City 7th, Millwall 8th, both on 62 points. I think Millwall will win this one. You've got to go all the way back to the 1st of January for their last defeat when they lost away at Norwich. At home, they're particularly strong. They're 13 games unbeaten at home and I definitely don't think they'll lose to Bristol this weekend. Yeah, uh, I mean, everyone has been talking about how Sheffield United, haven't they? And, and how good they've been this season to be in that kind of position. Look at Millwall. 
Look at Millwall. They have been absolutely sensational in the second half of the season. Uh, a point off the uh, off the playoffs, as you said. Giant game. Yeah, I would go for the Lions as well. I think Bristol City are just a bit too inconsistent, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are, but good season yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, good season. And, you know, the, again, we're talking about first and second half of seasons. Uh, when you look at the form, Bristol City, three wins. Uh, since Boxing Day, Not that's it. Not good enough at all. And no away wins since the eighth of December. So yeah, Millwall for me, hundred um, percent. I think that's pretty much it from myself uh, and Tom for hard tips. There's a giant game in there in the Championship on Friday night. Cardiff, second place, home to Wolves. Some very interesting odds. Cardiff two to one, draw nine to four. Wolves eleven to eight. What yeah. do you think to this? You know what? If I had to pick a winner, I'd go with Cardiff. I really would. And those odds are really surprising, actually. Two to one. What? Why is that? Yeah. Why, why are Cardiff? Yeah, two the to fact. One? Media club Wolves. Yeah, Wolves are a media club. Hundred percent. That's why it is. Cardiff have got a game in hand on them. Um, they're six points behind in the league. So theoretically, if they beat if they beat Wolves in this game, they'd be three points behind with a game in hand. Um, so they could easily go level on points at the top of the league if they win that game in hand. And let's not forget, Cardiff beat Wolves in the reverse fixture at Molyneux. Further to that, they've won their last six home games in a row in the league. I think they're all wrong for Wolves, if I'm honest. They are all wrong style-wise. For me, Neil Warnock, without doubt, Championship Manager of the Year. Yeah, I agree. Without a shadow of a doubt. Just when I thought that he was kind of getting a bit out of touch, a bit out of the game, this is arguably one of his best jobs ever. And Cardiff can still win the league, as you said. And, you know, why not? Two to one, everything seems to be leaning towards Cardiff. Apart from the fact that, you know, Cardiff have Armand Traore and Wolves <laughs> have Wolves have uh, Diego Jota or, you know, whoever you want to pluck out. Um, but, you know, Cardiff have been sensational. And for me, I'm the same with you. Two to one. Yeah. I would never, I never ever, if you go back to last season, I always said I'd never bet against Neil Warnock ever. Yeah in a championship and I would stick with that. I think you're completely right. And if we're looking at Wolves as well, their recent fixtures, they're not the all conquering side that you kind of associate them to be, really, are they? They just drew two all against Hull, which is really that's a poor result. They got panned four one by Villa not too long ago, lost two nil to Fulham, drew two all to Norwich, drew one all with Preston. There's wins in there of course as well, but they're not that almighty all-conquering side that they were at the start of the season in the first half of the year. No, no, they're not. And uh, I think, you know, I think Warnock is, you're exactly right. This is the exact kind of team that Wolves do not want to play against. And uh, I think Cardiff will win probably, I think maybe 2-1. Yep, that's why it was in the reverse fixture. I can see that again, definitely. Um, any more for the champ for you? No, we done. No, I'm ready. I'm ready for League One. Let's move on then to League One. Um, there's actually quite a few I like the look of in League One this weekend. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, I'll kick us off with again something I tip every single week. Scunthorpe, both teams to score. I'm just going to continue <laughs> to. I'm going to continue to tip this until it doesn't happen. Um, which I can't see on the near horizon anyway, by the way. This weekend, they're away at AFC Wimbledon, and you can get both teams to score at the nice price of 5-6, to six, considering that Scunthorpe have now had, what, I think it's 18 both teams to scores in the last 19 games. The odds, you would expect, will be terrible, but they never are. Yeah, I'm... Love losing as well, don't they? So that helps because you always know there's going to be one in their own end. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and Wimbledon, as you said, handy little club, fighting for their lives down there. And yeah, buddy, you keep tipping it because it keeps rolling in. <laughs> I was very disappointed um, when um, Scunthorpe Plymouth got postponed on Easter Monday because that was a shoo-in. That was a shoo-in. Oh my God, there'd have been goals everywhere yeah. in that game. <laughs> You're so right. So yeah, classic tip from Tom. I'm going to follow it up with a classic tip of my own. Uh, I'm not going to win any awards for tipping this one. And it's not going to be as shortcut as it normally is. But Wigan Athletic are at home against MK Dons. Wigan are undesirable one to three. Um, they're going for the title, aren't they? Uh, currently in third, but they do have two games in hand on Shrewsbury in second. One game in hand um, on Blackburn. And they're only two points off Blackburn. So they are going for the title. One to three, home to MK Dons who absolutely RKO out of nowhere have picked up some form. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what happened with MK Dons, but they were on an awful streak. Um, now they've won three in the last five, one of them being a draw, the other a defeat to Blackburn. So they have picked up. So I, I would be a little cautious, especially at one to three. But Wigan at home, you expect them to win most games in this league at that. You know what? I've got a really good tip, and that's MK Dons to score over 0.5 goals at evens. Um, we're going to good defensively, absolutely. But in recent weeks, MK Dons have put three past Rotherham, two past Berry, two past Gillingham, one against Blackburn, and I think they can get one against Wigan considering that they're fighting for their lives down the bottom there and they've hit a good patch of goal-scoring form recently. Evens. Yes, yeah. wow. Evens. Even money. What a tip. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I, I really like that. I really like that. I, I don't see why that wouldn't happen, to be honest. Yeah, and we're not saying that they're going to win the game. They could easily win, you know, lose this one, 3-1, whatever. 2-1, 3-1. We don't care. We don't care. As long as he get that goal, that's all that matters. If you do fancy him to win, they're at a very tasty 8-1. For myself, I actually like Fleetwood on the double chance here. They're away at Rotherham, who are really struggling. They were looking absolutely formidable. They won, what, seven in a row, was it, recently? Fleetwood, on, on the other hand, had lost eight in a row. So... Up until about a month ago, six weeks ago, two sides with absolutely contrasting fortunes. However, since Uwe Rosler has been sacked at Fleetwood, they've actually gone seven unbeaten. They drew the first three, then they've won the last four in a row without conceding a goal. I think they're a great price at 23-20 to to either win or draw against the Rotherham side who have really hit a sticky patch. Yep. And Rotherham, no joke, have won one game since the Beast of the East called off their game. <laughs> if you remember, I had them yeah. in my bombproof treble. Yeah, I do. That game was called off. Since then, they've won one game against Northampton. Um, yeah, so they've won one game since Beast of the East. And whoever he is, Beast of the East, he's, he's ruining Rotherham's promotion season. Yeah. Uh, they're still clinging on to fourth. It's looking likely they'll remain in the playoffs, but perhaps they won't have the desired form. Especially when you consider either one of Blackburn, Shrewsbury or Wigan is going to be in there. And then you've got, at the moment, Peterborough, great form. Charlton, great form. So, not looking good for Rotherham all of a sudden. Not looking good at all. Um, Staying at the top of the table... Uh, it's not going to be easy, but I think you'll see Blackburn Rovers uh, pick up a home win against Southend United. Yeah. Southend are sticky. That's probably where I'd end the uh, end the praise at sticky. Uh, <laughs> Blackburn are nine to twenty. So again, not the best price, but highest scorers in the league with seventy four goals in thirty nine games. Uh, top of the table right now, um, eighty two points. Southend, 
having a solid season, aren't they? They're, they're in 12th. Uh, perhaps they expected a bit more, but uh, I think they're, they're where they deserve to be. And I think it'll be a routine, routine home win for Blackburn. I'd agree with that one, definitely. I've actually got no more for League One. That's me exhausted. One more from me. Um, Charlton Athletic, you touched on that they're in great form. Um, despite the Carl Robinson kind of saga and the fact that he he tried to resign twice during the <laughs> season and somehow wasn't able to. I know, I know for a fact if I resign from my job, I just walk out. But uh, I don't know what happened with with Carl Robinson. Um, but amazingly, they're sixth in on yeah. goal difference over Portsmouth right now. Um, on 61 points, level with Peterborough. Uh, they're going away to Bristol Rovers, which is not an easy game. Bristol Rovers are 10th. Uh, they're seven points off a of playoff, so probably not happening. But, you know, whilst it's mathematically possible, they're going to do all they can. Bristol Rovers have won one in their last four games. Uh, that was a home win against Berry on Good Friday. Um, they actually went a goal down and only won because of an 85th minute penalty. Berry, as we know, rooted to the bottom. Uh, 12 points off safety. They are gone. Um, and Bristol Rovers haven't been in great form. Charlton picked up three wins in a row under uh, Bowyer and Jackson. This uh, nice little duo that they've got going on down there. Mm. And uh, yeah, they're priced at 9-5. to five. They've beat Plymouth, Northampton and Rotherham. Why not? Why not Bristol Rovers as well? I think that's a good bet. Yeah, it's a, definitely one of the outsider, odds-wise, the outsider bets of the weekend, I think. Um, the only thing that would concern me is that Bristol have only lost once at home since uh, Christmas, and that was at home to Shrewsbury. In their seven other games, they've been unbeaten, so the only slight bit of doubt there for me. I actually think both teams will score in this game as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's safe to say. Yeah, Um but I can see why he tipped Charlton at, at nine to five. A lovely little combination of Jackson and Bowyer. That tag team should yeah. go to WrestleMania this weekend. <laughs> they sound like they have like a a little joint hardware business Jackson or something and together. Yeah, it does. Jackson and Bowyer. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it it fits really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, time uh, time to dive into League Two. Uh, yeah, we'll dive in and then dive straight out again because I don't really like League Two this weekend personally. Yes, I was uh, I was looking at League Two. A few things that obviously we want to go over, um, and a couple of games that I think will will work out. But yeah, same as you, buddy. Not much going on. Do you wanna do you wanna kick us off with anything at all? Um. I've got Barnet written down at home to Forest Green Rovers. To be honest, there is very, very little form to back this tip up with, um, other than the, the basic fact that they need to win this game against one of the worst away teams in the division in Forest Green Rovers. Barnet won their the last home game, 2-1 at home to Crew, with five games to go. And five points away from safety. This is getting into must-win territory now for them. Yeah, they have to win. Otherwise, it's looking ominous. And, uh, but yeah, I can see why you've backed it. You know, there's not much going on, is there, in League 2 this week. Um, one thing that I'm going to tip, it's going to be a hard game. Uh, but I'm looking at the league leaders, Accrington Stanley. Uh, they are away at Colchester. Uh, Colchester have won three on the spin, but Accrington, they, they've just flown yeah. to the top, haven't they? They have. They they really have. We thought they may do it last year. They went on a great run. We thought they may uh, gate crash the playoffs. It's one defeat in 16, one draw. Wow. 14 wins out of 16. In the last four games, this is what's really impressed me. Beat Luton away, Forest Green at home, so that's pretty standard. But beat Mansfield away and then Notts County at home. Mm. So not only are they beating the, the lower teams, 
They're beating all the teams around them. Uh, mm. They're 31 to 20, which is a fantastic price. Um, and they're away at Colchester. It's not going to be easy. Well, they're top of the league for a reason. And 14 out of 16 as wins, it's hard not to back them. Yep, I agree. They have absolutely smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. Uh, three points clear, two games in hand. I completely agree. Great odds as well, considering how good they are. Yeah, for me, League Two is is pretty dead this week. Uh, I'm ready to jump out and uh, review last week's bombproof trebles. Absolutely. It wasn't a good Friday for myself. I had Shrewsbury away at Rochdale. They went down 3-1. He also had Stevenage away at Grimsby, but they can only manage a 0-0 draw. It wasn't all doom and gloom. I did have Atkinson Stanley. We did manage to go away at Mansfield and pick up a 1-0 win. It was a speculative treble, wasn't it? But um, Speculative with lots of reasoning behind it. But yeah. uh, just the results didn't all happen on the same night. That's what I'll say. No, so for my resurrection treble, it was a bit of a mess really. I initially had Forrest and Barnsley. That got postponed. And I also had Bradford and Walsall. And that got postponed. So um, we subbed them out for two other teams on Twitter. So if you saw that and got on, I apologise. <laughs> um, I did have Wickham and they won 2-1 at home to Grimsby. He had Fleetwood. They won 2-0 at home to Bristol Rovers. And unfortunately, the treble was cost by the late substitute Coventry, who inexplicably lost 6-2 to Yeovil. That is a unbelievable, dreadful result on a scale that I can't even describe. It's an absolute I joke. Am, I am never, ever, I, I'm making a promise to you, to myself, to the Prophet Jesus. I am never betting on Coventry ever again. That's the thing. Ever. You, you know, I've, they're in great form. I've backed them with plenty of success before. However, you've always had this thing, haven't you? Coventry will cost me. I hate Coventry. And now I understand. I feel like I've seen the light. I'm, uh, I'm converted. Honestly, Amen to that. Because that mate, is I don't know how joke. they're in the playoffs. No. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know how they're there. Like, every time, I, I must look at them and think, I quite fancy them this week. Nearly every week. And whenever, it's just one of those teams, isn't it? Whenever we bet on them, they seem to, Losing six two at home to Yeovil. It's, it's not disgusting. even like they've been panned by Accrington, who have won fourteen out of sixteen games. It's Yeovil disgusting. Town just bobbling along in you know two thirds down the league. Pathetic. Yeah. I hope Coventry implode. Completely agree. So do I. Cease win. Um, <laughs> what also? It's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. It's- it's ridiculous. I'm absolutely sick of Coventry, and I swear I will never gamble on them ever again. <laughs> never. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with them. Let's move on. Finished. Yeah. New week, new trebles. So, guys, if you are new listeners to the show, this is the world-famous bombproof trebles section of the show where we put together all of our research, all of our opinions... Uh, and all of our gut feelings together, and we come up with a treble each uh, that will hopefully be backed and win some money. Remember, guys, this part of the show is sponsored by Quiff, the home of Supercharged Betting. Uh, all of our trebles that we read out are odds from Quiff. Um, open an account with them, bet with them, and your treble can be quiffed into the stratosphere. So if we read out a treble that returns 60 quid, have it quiffed, it could potentially return 250, it could return 300, 400, a million. I don't know how high quiffs <laughs> go, but you get my point. Tom, take it away, sir. You can go first this week with your bombproof treble. So, no fancy names for this one this weekend that I could think of off the top of my head anyway. Um, so, we're going to start in the championship with Birmingham at home to Burton at 8 to 11. We're also going to go for Middlesbrough 
at home to Forest at three to five. And then finally, we're going to go for the both teams to score in League One. And that's FC Wimbledon against Scunthorpe. Both teams to score is five to six. £10 on that pays £52 return. Yeah, I <laughs> I completely agree. I had Birmingham, <clears throat> excuse me, I had Birmingham wrote down on uh, my treble myself. Uh, I really thought that they would do the business. Sorry, mate. Um, no, that's okay, buddy. There's only one Birmingham. We have to share them. It's the first time we bet on them in about a year and a bit. <laughs> so... <laughs> We uh, we both got very excited and uh, couldn't wait to back them. Um, okay, my bomb-proof treble is as follows. Uh, I'm going to go for Millwall in the championship. Uh, they are priced at 6-5 to five and they are playing Bristol City at home. Uh, we're going for Blackburn Rovers. They're 9-20. to 20. They're playing Southend United at home. And we're going for Accrington Stanley who are away at Colchester. And they are priced at 31 to 20. £10 on, returns £81 and 34 pence. Yeah, it's another nice treble, mate. I like that. Good old Akron. Another nice treble. Yeah, again, it's it's a league leader, right? Um, They've won 14 out of 16 going away at, you know, Colchester's not easy, but fully expecting to get that victory. I agree. Shall we have a quick look at fantasy football? Yes, let's have a quick look at fantasy football. I get the feeling that you're you're very interested in fantasy football this week. This is the first time, I think, that I've been inside the top 40. Wow. Wow. Like you remind a, me of top of the pops. Yeah, like a recording artist that's <laughs> finally hit the big time. Finally hit the big time. You finally <laughs> mentioned on top of the pops. Um <laughs> You had a good week then, did you, Tommy P? Average, but it was enough. I kind of like the fact that you had Kennedy as captain. I, I think that, that's very brave. Yeah, got to be out of the box, I think, in my situation. <laughs> yeah, you're probably the only person on this earth that had him as captain. But he didn't actually do too bad, did he? He got no, an assist. No, he got an assist for him, which is not which is all right, yeah. yeah. Good lad, I like that. I got 48 points. Uh, I'm just... 29th, just you know, doing my thing Into slightly the top below 30. mid table. Into the top 30, though. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I actually went down a position, so I'm actually falling out of the top 30. That's the kind of perspective us bigger clubs have. Yeah, um, now McNally <laughs> still top, still absolutely destroying it. He's got a very comfortable lead now. Um, had Salah as captain, why not? Yeah. Probably going to win player of the year. Um, 46 points clear of Tom Arnold. Uh, Charlie Donnelly is probably still in it. And I'd go down as far as maybe Stephen Cairns, who yeah. is a new person that I did not really see up there before. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, Stephen is up there as well with his team, Matteo's Magic Men. Uh, guys, there is a free bet on offer for the winner. So if you're involved in that kind of championship title race, um, really up your game, do everything you can, because me and Tom are going to give away a free bet um, to the winner at the end of the season. So, yeah, keep it up. Absolutely. Guys, if you've enjoyed the show, we would love to hear from you. Um, there's numerous ways you can get in contact with us. Number one is probably our Twitter account. T underscore FB podcast is our handle. Also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. Um, if you want to email us, uh, there's our email address, which is football betting podcast at gmail.com. And Tom will just give you a quick overview of the website. Yeah, so please come to the website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. You can get football free bets on there. And you can join the forum, read our blog, and contribute to it as well. If you're a keen content writer, we'd love to hear your thoughts on on anything to do with football. And you can also listen to any previous episode of the podcast on there that you may have missed as well. But most of all, we'd really, really appreciate it if you could go on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate 
and if you'd be an extra kind, also review the show on there as well. We're trying to get into the new and noteworthy. We've had a couple of extra reviews, which we're really appreciative of in the last week, so thanks to everybody who's done one of those. We're trying to get to 40 reviews. We're on 36 now. We reckon 40 will propel us into new and noteworthy. So fingers crossed we can keep going and uh, get to that magic number then get ourselves in there yeah fingers crossed um we really appreciate everyone that listens um but you know if you could take that couple of minutes out of your time um to uh review and rate that would be absolutely great we have got a video which shows you how to do it as well on our twitter feed mm. if you want us to dig it out for you uh, i've saved it as our draft a drafted tweet so I can uh, send that to you as and when you need it absolutely Um, nothing else though for this week from me other than thanks for listening as ever and good luck for the bets for the weekend absolutely hopefully we can uh, get some winning bet slips sent to us that would be absolutely amazing absolutely thanks guys see you next week all the best bye